Hey guys, thank God it's fantasy football. This is the week 10 waiver wire ads. At number 10, I'm adding Jeff Wilson. Yes, he was just activated from the pup list, but he was expected to play in week 9. It just didn't happen. The 49ers just lost a game to the Arizona Cardinals, which on paper doesn't sound too bad. But when you flip the pages, I mean, Kyler Murray didn't play, DeAndre Hopkins didn't play, Chase Edmonds went out early, AJ Green didn't play. There was a lot of mistakes and a lot of opportunity that Kyle Shanahan could have been taken advantage of, and he just didn't. We know that Trey Sermon should have been playing already, but they've been running Elijah Mitchell to the ground. They lost Raheem Mostert. They've been playing without Jamichael Hasty. Now Jeff Wilson is going to be returning to muddy up that backfield even more. Look for him to get involved. Shanahan is going to start making things a lot more interesting back there. And it's it's going to get ugly, but it's going to be to Jeff Wilson's benefit. In week 10, they've got the Rams. Yikes. Maybe they'll sit on Wilson again till week 11. But grab Wilson now while you still can. Number 9 is another happy-go-lucky ad with Josh Johnson, quarterback of the New York Jets. In week 9, he put up 25.5 fantasy points, and that's with Zach Wilson out and Mike White leaving early. Mike White isn't a sure thing to play this week, so we can grab Josh Johnson just in case. Johnson played 82% of the snaps. He went 27 for 41 for 317 yards, 3 touchdowns. The guy looked good. He added some yards through the ground with his feet, 18 yards there. Was it all in garbage time? Absolutely. I mean, they were down 42-16 going into the fourth quarter, and they've got Buffalo this week in week 10. Buffalo is number one against the quarterbacks, number one against the wide receivers, but if you really need Josh Johnson to perform, he might have an outlet for you. Grab Josh Johnson just in case, he's going to cost you next to nothing. Number eight, Deontay Harris. 8.2 fantasy points, but he's the king of efficiency right now. He's played 30% and 32% of the snaps in the last two games, but he's had 15 targets. I bet you he's only on the field for like 30 snaps, so to be getting the ball half the time you're on the field, that's incredible. He's had nine catches for 87 yards in the last two weeks. This week, he plays against Tennessee, and they do not have the greatest pass defense. If you need some help in the flex position, you can throw Deontay Harris in there and just cross your fingers and hope for good things. I don't often include defenses on this list, but Tennessee is just too good to be true right now. This week, they put up 16 fantasy points. They've had three consecutive double-digit matchups. They had 16, then 13, then 20 in week seven. Last week, they had five sacks, two picks, and a touchdown. Two touchdowns in two games. Week 10 is against New Orleans, and I'm not too worried about it, especially because, you know, Jameis isn't back there. Jameis isn't a godsend, but Jameis is a lot better than Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. In week 11, though, they've got Houston, and I'm especially not worried there, so go grab Tennessee. They're rolling right now. At number 6, I want to be adding Le'Veon Bell. 10.8 fantasy points in week 9. Latavius Murray was out and is expected to still be out, and he's split in time with Devontae Freeman. This is the most usage he's had all season. He had 11 carries for 48 yards and a score. They've got Miami next week. They weren't tested because they played against Houston, so don't worry about them. And the Miami defense is a lot weaker than people give them credit for. People are expecting me to be jumping all over the Zacchaeus hype train, but that's exactly what that is. It's all hype. Gage played 81% of the snaps. Zacchaeus played 49% of the snaps. Gage had 8 targets for 64 yards. Zacchaeus had 3 targets for 3 catches and 58 yards. The thing is, Gage didn't score, and Zacchaeus scored twice. Do we expect Zacchaeus to score twice every single week? Absolutely not. Russell Gage had a 27% target share with Matt Ryan, and Ryan loves to sling the ball. Sure, he only threw it 30 times this week, but that's going up, especially because next week they play against Dallas, and that defense can be had. If Gage is playing 80% of the snaps, that's a huge opportunity in a Matt Ryan offense. It's always important to scour the waiver wire for guys who are on by and forgotten about. 
This leads us to Tyler Johnson of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Antonio Brown is still in a walking boot. Bruce Aarons put out a report yesterday saying like, you know, we don't know when he's coming back. It's probably a couple more weeks and Tyler Johnson has filled right in. He's played 60% or more in both of the games that AB has been out. This most recent week, he had five catches for six targets and 65 yards. And they play against Washington who gives up the most receiving yards per game and the fourth most yards overall. Tom Brady and the Bucks love to go up early and go up big, so Johnson will be a big part of this offense again if A.B. is out. At three, I'm trying to link up with Russell Gage, and I'm grabbing Matt Ryan. He's out on a lot of people's waiver wires. He's only owned in 39% of leagues, and this week he put up 32.5 fantasy points. He went 23 for 30 from the dish for 343 yards and two touchdowns, plus carried the ball five times for another touchdown. If Matt Ryan is going to be willing to run the ball in for a score, we're looking at a gold mine here. In week 10, he plays against Dallas, and Dallas, like I mentioned earlier, can be had. They give up the 8th most air yards per game. Eno Benjamin is our running back one for the week and number two overall. He put up 9.9 fantasy points, and I've loved this guy ever since he left Arizona State. I thought he was going to get this opportunity, but then they brought in James Conner. And James Conner balled out, don't get me wrong. But I think now with Chase Edmonds out with that high ankle sprain, Eno gets to jump up into the James Conner role, while Conner is going to play the Chase Edmonds role. It makes sense, right? Conner went from playing 30% to 80%. And Benjamin went from playing 0 to 30%. So that right there, you know, that's direct correlation. Connor had 21 carries for 96 yards, 5 receptions for another 77 yards, and 3 touchdowns overall. Eno had 9 carries for 39 yards and a touchdown of his own. If we can get 40 yards and a touchdown from Eno Benjamin, we're laughing. The only unfortunate part is that Eno plays against Carolina this week, and they've given up less than 300 yards in 2 straight weeks. Not exactly ideal, but this is an opportunity to buy low on Eno Benjamin. If you can get him now, awesome, but you might have to wait a week for him to get dropped against Carolina and then pick him up then. This guy could win you a league. And at number one, I've been clamoring for him ever since week one, Michael Gallup. He played 60% of the snaps in week one before leaving early. He had seven targets for four catches and 36 yards. Cedric Wilson has been very decent filling in for him. And last week, it was Malik Turner who went five for seven and had two touchdowns. If Gallup plays this week, it's a no-brainer. Throw him immediately into your starting lineup which is something you can't say about most guys that you're grabbing off the waiver wire. He plays Atlanta, then Kansas City, and then Las Vegas. Huge opportunities. He just has to get back onto the field. That's it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube. It's TGIF Football. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at TGIF Football. Thanks and have a great week 10.